0: Anything Herman Moore is a part of is MVP like. Uh, He joins us. He just arrived here at Soren Eagle. Uh, he's an ambassador for the Soren Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. And uh, Herman checks in here just outside the doors to Ascend. Big night, big day, huge setup in
1: there. It looks good, Herman. yeah, okay, everything's good, and uh, we're, we're very excited to be here. Uh, great partnership with um, Soren Eagle and Eagle Casino. Um, it, it's just been uh, a busy week. We've heard a lot that has happened with... Uh, Obviously, the Detroit Lions and everyone's anticipating what they're going to do. And you know it, it's hard to say that on draft day, but we are here to discuss that. We are here to try and let the fans know what we're thinking, and let the people that are interested in it know, you know what moves potentially that could be made. But um, exciting night! I remember this is like I, I know my draft night was a, a while ago, but uh, it never gets old. Never gets old. What was it like for you? Uh, when, uh, were you when it's? Draft week, and you're
0: getting everything ready. Did you do the with the teammates? Did you do with the family? A little of both. How did Herman Moore handle draft night, and what was that call like from the Lions? You
1: know, my draft night was handled a little bit differently because it wasn't. It... There was a lot of hoopla around being in New York. Uh, we know how that has turned out. It's become really a big production. I've had an opportunity to go and make some of the calls in the second round with the Detroit Lions, like picking Darius Slay, you know, talking about Kyle Vandernoy, uh Those are two of the guys that I had the privilege of being able to, to bring and announce uh, on behalf of the Detroit Lions. And um, Eric Ebron, he was one of those guys that I was there when he was picking Ziggy Ansah. Uh, you know, a couple guys that weren't too far, you know, gone past years, but for me, it was being there with my family, being there and, and having phone calls come. I mean, I have all kinds of stories, uh, Bill, that I could tell you that uh, guys, uh, Dan Reeves being on the phone with me with Denver at the fourth pick uh, in the 1991 NFL draft, Uh having the opportunity to potentially go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, talking to Jimmy Johnson and the Dallas Cowboys uh, that week leading up to the NFL draft. So it's an exciting time if you're one of those players day one. So then it, it's the Lions. Uh, yeah. how, how much pre-draft conversation did they have with you, Herman, and what was that phone call like on draft day? No, interestingly enough, I had conversations with Wayne Fonz. We talked about the, the Lions' potentially picking me if I would be available with the 10th pick. Uh, they were going to make me their pick. I had the opportunity to walk with Coach Fonts around Scott Stadium at the time at UVA at, uh, in Virginia and Charlottesville to talk about what the expectations were if I were to become a Detroit Lions, their run-and-shoot offense at the time. Andre Ware, Rodney Pete, uh, Chuck Long, talking about Barry Sanders. He came really hard at me. He was selling me, like, listen, you're going to get the opportunity to play with the great player people don't know right now that's coming out of Oklahoma State. State, Barry Sanders. So this Barry. is just when Barry's beginning his ascent, right? Correct. You know, so Barry was there. The, the way it ended up going is you had Barry Sanders who was taken, uh, I think it was in 89. Uh, one of the great kick yeah. returners. I remember my days down in
0: Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. So, Barry, so Barry, hands down, may be the greatest kick returner, not punt returner, that would be Deion Sanders at Florida State, but I'm talking kick returner. Oh, yeah, I remember
1: his I remember his He clips. was amazing. And watching him. So. You had Barry Sanderson, you had Andre Ware, who was taken in 1990, Mm. and then myself. Run and shoot out of Houston. And then you had myself being taken in 1991, and then Calvin Pritchard, because they had two first-round picks, he was the other guy that they took in the first round that year with me. You know, you go in the the old school and new school names you mentioned of when
0: you announced and when you played with, and, and this is where the Lions fans' frustration, I think, had grown to a boiling point and why they've changed the narrative now, that there has been talent in Detroit. There has been talent good enough to win a Super Bowl, to have deep playoff runs to even have playoff games at Ford Field where the Lions haven't hosted one. And that's why when the football stars are all coming together, Rodgers is now in New York. You have the Lions finishing 8-2. and two. Uh, what they did to Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau with the playoff spot on the line, not for the Lions because they had found out earlier in the day what happened, but for the Packers. And now this offseason and free agency, and yeah, bumping the road is uh, the Jameson story. But that's why tonight's important. That's why this draft is important because I believe for the first time ever, from ownership to the front office to the coaching staff to the culture of players, the Lions are nearly perfect when you check all those boxes.
1: They they are when you when you size it up that way and I think you did a great job of really analyzing and breaking down just the transformation that has happened in such a short period of time. We thought when you look at how the Lions used to go and try and put together an organization. They brought in Steve Mariucci. They brought in uh, Matt Millen. They brought in Morning Wag. They've they've gone through, you know, and I think you start to see them putting together when you saw Coach Caldwell and you saw Jim Schwartz, how they had offense and defense and culture, but then now rounding it out. It is taking going through, you know, ultimately bringing in. You know, you are you, thinking, okay, we're going to bring in this guy that's coming in from New England that's, that that kind of knows the, the round and he knows how to get players. They're going to do the Patriot They're way. They're right? going to do it the Patriot way, but. You you come in with a relatively unknown guy and, and Coach Dan Campbell, other than he's been on others really superb coaching staffs, but he's starting to amass these former players. He's bringing in these different this different culture and attitude, and all of a sudden now. And you're getting rid of players at the same time. Think about it. Guys you know, that didn't fit the culture. Guys that didn't necessarily fit, but they were pro bowlers. They were they were seasoned veterans. They were guys, you know, Quandary Diggs. You, you, you have a Darius Slay. You have guys that start to go, you know, Ebron. All these guys, they're gone. But they all left at George Zayonsa. First for round pitch. Ziggy, right. the Ebron Slay and Diggs went on and were all pro caliber. Yeah, absolutely. So and yeah, Ebron, absolutely. you know, he got to be a Pro Bowler once uh, down in Indy. But I, you know, when you start to look at. This team and the way they've pulled it apart and then now placed it back together, and they didn't put a band aid on it. And the one thing uh, that they're
0: developing all this young talent, Rodrigo, Hutch, even, you know, Jameson when he comes back, when you look at the young talent, the combination now of veterans. What excited me the most about the Lions in this 2022 eight and two finish into 2023 was when veteran free agents from teams like Philly and San Francisco said, "I want to come play in Detroit." Right. That to me, because you need those veterans, Herman. You do. You, you need the young blood. But you need those veterans because you, you need to pull everything forward when there's injuries, when it's not going well in game, on a streak. And when free agents started to say, hey, man, I want to play for the Lions. Here's an organization that at times has been wonderful with talent, had decent coaches, had a front office that could get talent in but not maximize it on the field, and then ownership. I think what Sheila Hamp has done with the Lions is fantastic. I think it's step back, let the football operations, homes and those guys run it, let Campbell run it on the field, jump in when you have to, and they're built now. The window's open. Rogers is in New York. I think we got a five-year window. Two Super Bowls, at least one Super Bowl Lombardi parade down Woodward. Bold. Bold. I thought you were going to use another word with the B. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I thought
1: you were hey. going to drop another word with the B. No no, no, no. I, I wasn't going to give you the one that's just uh, uh, two, two, two letters, and they consider that one of the most powerful acronyms <laughs> that we use. But I, I, I do believe this team is built. To be a championship-caliber team, I think controlling and the first step is to take control of the NFC North. Uh, a lot of people are saying that the pathway should be easier now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think they would they would have beaten Green Bay with, without it. They're five and one in the division last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think that 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 or and all that stuff and all oh, the, you know, the Packers because of now that that's gone. Uh, the Lions are looking at if they take care of business, if they do and play the way they're supposed to play and they play up to their capabilities, I think they believe, A, they're, they're, they're the best in the NFC um, North. When you start breaking it down and seeing how they compare, if they play good, solid-sound football, it's not, it doesn't have to be mistake-free. It just needs to be competitive. It needs to be them showing up and playing and doing things of discipline. They can win and beat most of the teams in the NFC, period, on any given time, or in the NFL for that matter. But in order to be championship-caliber, They now have to step up, and they have to be able to do it all the time. They have to be able to step up and do it all day. How about that? That 84 is looking uh, good over there. uh,
0: While we're doing the interview, just outside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub, uh, where tonight's (laughs) NFL Draft Watch Party will feature our draft night set, uh, live TV coverage on the Soaring Eagle Facebook page, 7 until 8 p.m. $2 drafts. $2 are not... Two-dollar wings, half-off wings, two-dollar drafts. That's happening tonight, 6 until midnight. And Herman, we're sitting here breaking down the Lions. And what happens? A couple walks by. uh, Looks like they're going to hang out at the party tonight. And they both have number 84 more jerseys on.
1: That wasn't a setup either. It wasn't. And I also have a number 84 that I brought with me. So we would have been three deep already. You need that photo with the two people with the yeah, 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 Maybe I'll go in and throw it on. I'll, I'll come back ready to lock. Chrissy, the on-site director. So, yeah, Chrissy runs it, man. She's She's been doing a fantastic job. She cracks job. a
0: whip, and boom. It, it happens. She cracks the whip, and it's going to happen. It, fast. And she does it in a way of like, hey, Bill, any chance that we could uh, record <laughs> that video at 1? I'm like, no, I can't do one. One o five. And then she gets to the point where you're, I'm not going to say no to Chrissy, right? So somehow, hey, kids, you're not going to eat. I can't make dinner, I
1: gotta record a video with Chrissy. All right, that's why my voice is the way it is right now. It's it's going in and out a little bit because I, I, I beg and I plead, but it's to no avail. You can't win that that battle with her. Once she's got her mind set and she's got everything set, she moves. She's awesome. Uh, I appreciate that. Everybody tonight, the MVP group out of Madison Heights, Michigan, the
0: setup here, it looks like uh, the NFL Network, where we'll be tonight, 7pm live until 8pm with our draft preview show on the Soarin' Eagle Facebook page. Herman Moore, Terry Richardson, who I talked to earlier, great guy, and I just love his energy. Devin Gardner, the former Michigan quarterback, you see him on Valley Sports Detroit. We'll all be up there. We'll hear from Roy Williams. Uh, Chrissy said, you want Calvin Johnson? You want Roy Williams? I said, what about Barry Sanders? She said, Michael Jordan? What <laughs> do you want? So, Herman, you know you got connections. You know some people. Tonight will be a great night uh, here at the Ascend
1: Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren it, it will be, and uh, we're always uh, uh, honored, and we take our relationship here very serious because they do a fantastic job, so we want to make sure we step up to their caliber, which is nothing short of ex- expectations of excellence, and uh, we appreciate that.
0: And I, I really appreciate you and your team. Team and Roll and CC and Tanya and Timmy uh, for bringing me in to MC and be up there on the draft
1: night set on stage at of set. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be fun. So if anyone's thinking about something to do, come on down, hang out with us. We're going to have a blast. And also, we got band. We got Dave Hamilton's uh, band coming He's in after the. After He's the draft. going to be on afterwards. Uh, That's a long after. night, Herman. It's a long night, but I got to do another show party. tomorrow. You don't. No, you come hang out. Everyone come I'll hang out. out. They got time. You I will. Time. Thank Thank you so much, Evan Moore. He's a legend on the field
0: and off the field. He'll be here tonight. You can meet him. I mentioned Terry Richardson, uh, Devin Gardner. I'll be uh, the host, MC. They got a cool set, lighting, cameras. People are like, what's going on here? Well, it's live on the Soaring Eagle Facebook page at 7 p.m. tonight.